brother! And welcome everyone to the final Super Carlin Brothers episode of the year! Wow-wee! Yes. What are we gonna do? Well, it's the end of the year, so of course we have to rank things. Yes, we do. Yes, and what we're going to rank is all of the movies we've already reviewed this year in our preference now. In our preference, specifically all of the Disney movies that came out this year. Yes. Because Disney had one of the most unbelievable record-setting years at the box office. They are on track to have had eight movies cross the billion dollar mark yes. worldwide. Uh, we have seen all these movies, we have reviewed all of these movies, and today we are going to rank them from one to eight. From eight to one. Something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah. Let's dive on in. Hey, brother! Guys, before we dive on into our reviews, I want to turn your attention to our brand new podcast, Popcorn Culture. Yes, as of yesterday on Christmas Day, the first three episodes are now live. So you can go check those out right now. Link is in the description down below. You got three full episodes you can go check out. Okay guys, the movies that we're going to be reviewing today are Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, The Lion King, Aladdin, Spider-Man Far From Home, Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, and Captain Marvel. Wow. Hard to believe they were all this year. It is. Like Captain Marvel, especially, I think was the first one we had of the year. It feels it, so far it away. It feels so far away. Yes. Um, and, oh, well, you might be wondering if you've already reviewed them all, haven't you given them rankings and therefore we should already know what the rankings are? That's a very good point, which is why we have also had our office manager, Jordan, go through and write down all of our uh, previous rankings of these movies from when we reviewed them, and she has that listed here. So we are going to first reveal our bottom half, the bottom four, and then we're going to reveal the top half, and we have each individually done this. Yes. So we'll discuss after each, and then we're going to open the envelope to see how we compare with ourselves after some time has passed. Yes, so I, I think this is very interesting because there are two things that have really come into focus for me this year when it comes yeah. to how I feel about movies, and that is recency bias yes. and the fullness of time. Right. Um, and both of those things are like, right after you've seen a movie, you might be particularly jazzed about it yeah. and like give it like a little extra something. Yeah. Or it could have been the case that the movie didn't quite meet your expectations and therefore you were very hard on it yes. uh, because it missed the mark. But then ultimately, once you get further away from your original expectations going into the movie and you come to know it as it, it is, the ranks. it climbs the ranks. Right. I think Rogue One is a perfect example of that for probably both of us. Both of us and The Last Jedi, I would say, for me. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely like after more time has passed, you start to appreciate the things about it more. Yes. Um, and I think for us in particular, as people who pick apart trade and go into the movie hoping our predictions are correct. Yeah. When we are wrong, I think we cannot help but be a like, little bit disappointed. Um, so I think those are those are things that will probably come up for both of us in our yeah. reviews. And probably I would say my best explanation as to why I'm sure that my review list here is different from what is inside of the I am sure mine is different from there too, which I think will be very interesting to see how present me differs from past me. Yes, okay. So yes. you want to start you want to start with our bottom 4. Our bottom 4. Yes. All right. Should we go I'll just do 8765. 8765. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Lay it on All me. All right. My number 8 was The Lion King, then Aladdin, 
Captain Marvel at six, and Toy Story four at five. Ooh, we are very oh, we're no. very similar, but not exactly the same. Okay, so, let's see. It. Um, my number eight is The Lion King. Ah, uh, same there. Aladdin is at number seven. Mm -hmm. Toy Story four is at number six, and Frozen two is at number five. I am so surprised to hear that Frozen yes. two. Yeah, you, Mr. Frozen. I know. I know. My goodness, the, Frozen is a fascinating one for me because I think that there are, it, it was like my ro my most robust category for things that I loved and things that I didn't like yeah. about the movie. And- oh, So you had like really high highs and really low lows. Sort of, mm -hmm. yeah. So like for Frozen 2, I love Elsa. Yeah. I think that she is just in a spectacular protagonist for yeah. the story. Like she's, she's super cool, but it was almost like they put all of the interesting eggs in her basket and then everyone else was along for the ride and they had to give them stuff but anything that wasn't else wasn't interesting that is basically what it came down to for yeah. me yes that's that's sort of how i felt about the movie like Kristoff effectively was with the exception of his song which i love mm -hmm. uh is is a basic non-entity and i felt like anna who is probably one of my favorite disney characters yeah um was a like I have no other way to put it than a bit of a nag. Mm. Like she, she was sort of on repeat where her sentiment throughout the, like the first probably half of the movie is nothing but like, you said we were doing this together and hey, she's my sister. And mm. it's like, we know, like we know. I think, I think to your own point that you have got recency bias against these little Anna moments. Yeah. I would bet that in the fullness of time, the little annoying things sort of fade and the overall messaging and story of the movie stands out to you. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. I'm, That's my I, guess. I, for what it's worth, I know that, that my opinions on things fluctuate constantly. Oh, yeah, right. My <laughs> opinions are tectonic plates. Yeah. Yes, constantly shifting and running into one another. Lots of mountains, lots of earthquakes. Right, the occasional yeah. tsunami. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that is that is why uh, Frozen 2 uh, landed where it did... Uh, for me. So otherwise, so, did we also, we had Lion King, Aladdin, and Captain Marvel? Uh, I have Captain Marvel in my top four. Okay, so then um, did you have Toy Story 4? Toy Story 4, yes. Okay, so we had Lion King, Aladdin, and Toy Story 4 all in the bottom half. Yes. Okay, so let's start with the Lion King then, because we both put it at last. We both put it at last. Okay. Um, and yeah, and, and I think... Quite literally, my notes on The Lion King uh, were that, like, on my first pass of the movie, I literally did not like it. Uh, I, yeah, I remember, I think we pretty, that was probably the one, I don't think anyone's surprised there that The Lion King is the bottom of our list on this one. Sure. Because I think what it comes down to is that, with the exception of The Lion King, I really liked pretty much every other movie on the list. Okay. Like, this is like a top seven and also The Lion King. Oh, sure, sure, <laughs> you know sure, what I sure. Mean? That, that's a fine way to put it. The, actually, I will say on that notion, though, none of these eight movies are amongst my favorite movies. Of the year? Of No, no, no. Of, the, of all time. Of all time. Yeah, so okay. none of these are like... I, I don't know that any of these would even crack my top ten for top, like movies of Ooh, all time. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So it's it's a it's a strangely big year in that these were all massive blockbusters yeah. and that none of them were so absolutely remarkable to me that, that, that they, like, you know, creep into that. Yeah that category. I'd say if and when Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker cracks the billion dollar mark worldwide, every movie on this list will have. Yes. And the only movie off this list to crack a billion will have been Joker. 
Wow. Which is interesting. To that me. is pretty interesting. Yeah, so only one non Disney movie. Right. <laughs> will, unless you count Spider Man Far From Home as a Sony movie instead of a Disney movie. But Sure, 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 um, sure. Uh, that's and that's fair. That's probably where I yeah. think there's a little trip up on that. Yeah. Um for sure. but yeah, so going back to The Lion King, um, the one things I will say about it is I think there are absolute stars of this movie in Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I wrote that down too, that like I will give highlights to Timon and Pumbaa and even probably John Oliver, so I'm like the comedic oh, relief. Yeah. Yep was really good like um seth rogan and billy eichner whose name i always am afraid i'm saying wrong and yeah i thought i thought they were hilarious and brought like a really fresh take on timon and pumbaa yes but i and i've said this before i'm always wary of a movie where the comic relief is my favorite character right like there's like you're supposed to like the comic relief so when they rise to the top not that not that a movie not that they can't be your favorite character and it be a good movie. Sure. But, like, I, it's it's like a little red flag. Like, consider something here. Was was K2SO your favorite character? Hmm. Should he have been? You know? Sure. You know? That's Rogue One. That's the I, droid in Rogue One. I do love K2SO. Me too! That's really great. <laughs> that's, that was what it was like. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> so, I that, that stands out to me. And I think... Well, we both have Aladdin at number seven. But I think what really put The Lion King firmly at eight is that, like... I would definitely want to rewatch Aladdin, the live action Aladdin, on its own merits. Sure. Whereas if I ever wanted to watch The Lion King again, I would always just watch the animated version. I you know what I mean? Yes, I completely agree. And and I think that that is like the biggest challenge. Like when we were prepping for seeing the live action Lion King, we were going through and we were rewatching so many clips and you know putting together ideas from the original Lion King. And you can pull up any impactful moment from the original Lion King, no context, coming in cold and have chills within ten seconds. Right. Like, like it's very well done. The the movie plays with your emotions in the exact right way. And it's it's very well executed. And I know that there was a huge conversation going into The Lion King about whether or not there was a need for a quote unquote live action or update. Yeah, it's not know. even live action. Right, yeah. like there are no yeah, there is there is no live action actual element to it. Yeah. Um, In fact, I think The Lion King is actually up for best animated movie as at the Oscars. Oh, interesting. I think so. Okay. Yeah. It won't win. It shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, unless it's based on like the quality of animation, which and is very high. It is very good. It it is truly spectacular. But that's that is where I think all the live action Disney movies so far I think have gone through and corrected some of the plot holes uh, from its you know animated original. Yeah. Uh, where people I think are uh, approaching these movies through a finer lens. Yeah. And I think that people are, you know, like I think that if Beauty and the Beast came out this year, the original one, there'd be things where people are like, well, they kind of missed this or like, this doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. And the live action fixed those things. Um, I don't know that the live action Lion King does that for the original Lion King at all yeah. at any point in time but the lion king doesn't have as many plot holes to begin with well may and maybe that's yeah. maybe it was just a more sound story but i i think that you have to use the medium that they had to tell the story ever so slightly differently enough to benefit that medium yeah and, and i would say that it fell short on that i wouldn't yeah because they didn't really change many things to the story to make it like its own thing they right. added some things to double down on like the theme of the circle of life but like and we can move on to Aladdin now, where I feel like they changed enough about Aladdin to where it's like, it feels new and fresh. It, it is. You know, like, like I love Naomi Scott as Jasmine. 
I thought, I mean, she's definitely the star of the show. She still. is. 100%. And her song, Speechless, is awesome. It is probably the one that I listened to the most from that sound. I mean, it's definitely the one I listened to the most from that soundtrack. Oh my gosh, um, we, we were at my, my bachelor party a yeah. couple weekends ago, and us seven guys were listening to Speechless. Yeah. Like, on our Bluetooth <laughs> speaker in this cabin in the woods of West Virginia. Yeah. Like, the last place you'd expect to find this that, song. that particular song, like, at full volume, and everybody, yeah. like, tuned in. Yeah. Um, no, I, I thought, I literally, I, and, and I've said this before, and we said it about Toy Story as well, where we feel like it could have been titled Woody. Um, I literally feel like Aladdin could have been retitled Jasmine yeah. for the purposes of this movie because I think that she is she's the star. They they build her out to be a much more robust character that I think was well executed yeah. and you know she does seem um, that much more impressive as yep. a result. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there is some like weird thoughts that I have about the genie and I think even like my original take on it is like please 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 don't do the whole like well he's not Robin Williams thing. Yeah. Um, because like that was that was never going to happen. You can't you can't right. redo it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's like that is one of the best executed yeah. animated characters of all time. I mean it changed, that's the reason why when you see animated movies they are voice cast by big celebrities now. Right. Because prior to that didn't do that. You didn't do that. So he yeah. was the one who sort of like brought that to the surface. Yep. Um, and the thing that I will say about Will Smith's performance though is that throughout the entirety of the movie, I always felt like somebody was like tying one arm behind his back. It's like, no, 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 we can't have you be as animated as Will Smith is car- capable of being because then it's going to seem like we're trying to have him be Robin Williams. Mm. And so the the scene that, that got me in particular is right out of the gate when he starts singing the Arabian Nights. Yeah. And he's yeah, like climbing exactly the ladder and he like, he's sort of like, the, his kids are pleading with him to, you know, please sing a song. And he like, he's like, no, no, I'm not singing. And then he starts climbing the ladder and like turns around and it's like, I would have loved Will Smith to be Will Smith there and like to jump off the ladder and like immediately yeah, be like in full like blown really character. Into and it's it. like, and, and instead it's sort of like this sort of like under his voice type of thing. And you're like, what's happening? Like, yeah. is it bad sinking? Was it just hard to like get that exactly right? Like where he was recording. It's in the hard booth. to sing on a boat, man. Yo, I know, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, the have you ever tried ways. it? Right. Yeah. The, the frequencies are all off. Exactly. My um, goodness. So, so th- there's something to be said there, and it's it's not me doubting Will Smith's ability. It was maybe me. Uh, slightly frustrated with the directorial allowance that they were giving him to mm-hmm. to play the character as maybe yeah. I would have expected. Sure. Um, so that was that was sort of where I landed with Aladdin, and also that I I really just think Naomi Naomi Scott's voice was so much better than um, Aladdin's that on um, a whole new world. It was like a slightly jarring thing. Oh right, where like where, one was like really good and the other half was like a little like. Mm. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was it was strange and and again I felt like they were trying to change like the ups and downs of the song so that it was different for the live action and it's like that's not necessary. Yeah, like, do everyone it, just likes the song. Everyone just likes the song. Do it exactly how it's <laughs> right. supposed to be. Like let us enjoy it with like you know with with new visual. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of why I landed on Aladdin. Uh, do you want to talk Toy Story 4? Because that Let's was both in our bottom four. We both have it in the bottom four. Yeah. So this one was, I think, the hardest for me to place on the whole list. Like, it kept floating around. I had it at four at one point. I had it at six at one point. Okay. Which is why I was like, maybe I'll just put it at five, and I'll let the, the, the pieces lay where they lie. But it, it was the hardest one uh, for me to place on the whole list, so I put it I put it at five. Um, really, like you said, I think... I think part of it is that it just it continues to feel unnecessary yes. to Toy Story. Like it's just like a really, really in-depth epilogue. And it's like 
if you want to know what happened to Woody after the fact, this is a great movie. Like, good for you. But, like, you don't really need to. Like you said, they could have just called it Woody, and I think it would have been... I almost feel like I would have liked it more if they just called it Woody. And you're like, okay, this is not part of the Toy Story saga. Yes, it's the same character, but now it's like it's like Logan was to Wolverine, you know? Sure, it's sure. Like, this is his standalone so swan song we're gonna see what happened to Woody after the fact. Right, like you know, like you you almost want Woody to have ended the day as happy as Woody can be because yeah. he's such like a beloved character. Um, but I think what you get with that, like you know, there's all these reports coming out before Toy Story Four where they're talking about Tom Hanks and Tim Allen reporting their lines, and it's like, I, I don't know what Tim Allen would have said throughout the movie where it would have been this like I, I couldn't get through my lines like it was so hard because right. because Buzz's character. It is like he's an yeah. extra in the movie. He's it's, not really like the right. character of Buzz Lightyear to me. He's it's like we were able to get Tim Allen to come back to like be involved with yeah. this, this other project we were doing, uh, so that you know it is in fact the correct Buzz voice. Yeah. But other than that, you know, he's got this he's inner got voice the one thing. Gimmick the whole movie, and they yeah. keep going back to it. And, and 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 Buzz has been like, I mean. I feel like even when we criticize this in our original review, people are like, no, Buzz has always been a little bit clueless. Like, he didn't even realize he was a toy. He thought he was a space ranger and stuff. And it's like, but but is it the same? Like, is it the same? I don't like, think it's the same. Yeah. And I think the thing is, it's not like anyone got to the end of Toy Story 3 and was like, well, now, wait a minute. Woody, Woody wouldn't just be another kid's toy. Right. Woody would be, like, on his own. Wouldn't he? Isn't that where they've been heading the story this whole time? Like, come on now. Like, no one was saying that. Right. You know, everyone was like, that was the most perfect ending ever. Oh, my God, I loved it. That was, you know. Right. You know, so it was like, I don't know. And I will tell you what has made me really feel this way is that my son, Luke, has been watching a lot of Toy Story. Yeah. Really likes it. And mostly we've been watching the first one. He's finally started allowing us to watch Toy Story 2. But it's, one, reminding me how good the first two are. And at no point am I like, yeah, I really want to watch Toy Story 4 again. You know, I'm like, I would love to watch Toy Story 3 when, whenever you're done watching Toy Story 2. But I'm not, like, feeling that urge to go back and, like, relive it right. again. You know, it's like, yeah. So, who knows, maybe it'll change over time, but for me, yeah, it's like, it was, it, and I really liked it. I did like Toy Story 4. Well, and that's right, so I have here, uh, even like, Forky times one million. Yes, like, I did um, write Forky is really great, that's what I wrote Yeah, I, like, I, I love Forky as a character, and that was one where I really didn't know whether mm -hmm. or not what that was going do? to be, like, a likable character. Um, even before Toy Story 4 came out, somebody from, like, the Wall Street Journal called us. Oh, like, yeah. To, like, get our thoughts. Like, are people going to like Forky, the character? And I think that they were, like, trying to determine whether or not, like, like Disney was just off their rocker by trying to, like, make a Fork a likable character. And I think me and you were both kind of like, I don't know, like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Right, That's yeah. That's what he says on Forky asks a question. Oh, nice. I have been liking that series on Disney+. Plus, on Disney+. Plus. I which I, I know is targeted at a much younger audience, but I'm like, I don't care. I really like it. You're it's, tuned in. It's so yeah. silly. Um, Tony Hale is just one of my favorite actors. Right, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey brother, the yeah. beginning of our videos yeah. literally comes from him and Arrested Development. Yeah. Hey, hey brother. brother. <laughs> I mean, I guess they all. Yeah, he says it. He's the one. No. That's that's how we used to start yeah. answer phone calls phone to each calls. other. Hey, yeah. In real life. Anyway, so yeah, that's where I landed on, on my bottom so, four. Yeah, we already talked about Frozen, so then you must have Captain Marvel in your top four. Should we reveal the order of that? Yeah, we can do that before we talk Captain Marvel. Um, mm -hmm. So do you want to go first? All right. Go ahead. I'll go Play. from four to one. Four to one. At four, I've got Rise of Skywalker. Okay. 
then Far From Home. Okay. Frozen 2 at 2. Whoa! Yeah. And then at number one, Avengers Endgame. Dang. Yeah. So let's hear it. How different are you? A bit. Actually. Oh, wow. A bit. Because yeah. it's got to be most of the same movies. Most of the same movies. Yeah. Um, so I have four Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So the same. That's the same. Three, I had Captain Marvel. Okay. Wow. Two, two I had Avengers Endgame. Mm. And one, I had Far From Home. Oh, man. Best movie of the year. Far From Home. Far From Home. Interesting. So if it, if oh. it, what's interesting about this, and I said before that these are not movies that have ranked like in my top 10 movies of all time. Uh, I, the the numeric score I would have given from Far From Home in the top spot was an 87. Um, okay. So none of none of these in my uh, recency bias and fullness of time scoring cracked 90. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. I, I okay. think I think that it was as big of a year as it was. It it didn't necessarily like lock places in my heart. I got you. Interesting. Um, so I think for me of all of these. Endgame probably cracks like my top ten movies. Okay, but the rest probably not. Um, interesting. So you had you said you had Captain Marvel, Endgame, and um, Far From Home as the top three. Yep. So Marvel. Oh, so wins. Marvel swept your Mar first, second, third. Okay. So I I think that Marvel is probably like we were witnessing the the end of like their what I will imagine to be, and I'm I'm very hopeful that it isn't uh, their golden age of oh. of movies. Certainly like, the end of. Like the first big saga. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they, they had so much going on. There was so much meaning to everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. uh, there was this big cohesive plan that I think that uh, Star Wars lacked. Oh yes. And so Come back I, to that. I, I think that the way that all the pieces ultimately fit together, um, the the thing for me. Um, well, we can, we can come back to Endgame specifically, but yeah. What was your thought? Oh, okay. Well, so you mentioned how it felt more cohesive for. Endgame versus Star Wars, and I've been thinking about that a lot, just because both of them sort of came to an end right. of like their their main saga thus far this year. Sure. And like, Rise of Skywalker has been such an interesting thing to see unfold. Like before we did our review, I refused to look at reviews and try and avoid other people tweeting. Yes. Since then, I of course dove in and been like, "Oh, what's everyone think?" Right. And I've been like astounded to see the total 50-50 split on it of just like it was the best ever I loved it that was so cool to just oh they ruined it it's the worst I hate Star Wars even though I love Star Wars uh, th but and that's I don't know how that's surprising at all because that is Star that's Wars just as part, a fandom that's part of Star Wars as the fandom but so I think interestingly though the reason I think that's part of Star Wars as a fandom is in direct contrast to the Marvel fandom in that when you look at Star Wars Star Wars has been coming out over 40 years. Yes. You've got nine movies in 40 years, plus a huge chunk of video games and books and comics, all of which got just thrown in the garbage by Disney. Right. Said, this no longer counts. All that stuff maybe you loved that brought you to love Star Wars doesn't count. Then there's a whole new line of comics and video games and books and TV shows, all that go with the new Disney Star Wars. Yes. There's, like... People have been entering the Star Wars fandom at so many different points in time and in so many different ways, and it means so many things to so many different people that, like, 
it's no wonder everyone's split on what Star Wars is supposed to be. Right. No, it, right. It, it would, yeah, it would not surprise me if there are people who had not watched the Star Wars movies, got one of the video games, played the video game, yeah. and they were like, oh, now I should watch the movie. So, like, their introduction is so vastly different it's, from someone who saw, so like, different. Star Wars Episode Four in theaters in 1977. Before it was Episode Four, And, right. like, you know, there's no cohesive plan to Star Wars. You know, when they wrote Episode Four A New Hope, one, it wasn't Episode Four; It was just Star Wars. They didn't know what Return of the Jedi was going to be. Right. When they started The Force Awakens, they didn't know where it was going, as far right. as I know. You know, all right. that. Like, yeah, I mean, like, <coughs> Luke and Leia were not siblings until writing for Return of the Jedi. Right. And certainly, like, the Emperor was dead at the Return of the Jedi before right. all this happened. Like, no one... It's like George Lucas wasn't finishing it thinking, like, if only everyone knew that actually there was this second set of people, Rey and Kylo Ren, who are going to have to come back and really defeat the Emperor. Like, that was not, you know... Right. It's There's all... no storyboard anywhere right. that has all that information. Contrast with Marvel. Star Wars, 40 years, 9 movies. Marvel, 10 years, 23 movies. Right. One person, big cohesive story, sort of planned from the beginning. Maybe not entirely every loose end. No, but, like, but, but yeah. like you know, we have Fury... In Iron Man. Yeah, the exactly. First, the first ever movie. So it's like, it's no, like, to me, the Marvel fandom is so united because it's like, you've gotten so much, so fast, and it's like, it is one big story. Right. Which is why you don't have this giant split. I'm sure in 30 years, you will, and people will be like, that's not a Marvel movie. My right, God. right, right, right. Yeah. It, it, it will be, yeah, like, Iron Man's my Marvel movie. Exactly, and, right, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and people, no Tony Stark, uh, right, Robert Downey right, right, Jr., yeah. Chris <laughs> Evans are Marvel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, we, we will be purists will, to, compared to our, our kids' version you of what it, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do think that there's something to be said for that. Like, you had yeah. everybody sort of find Marvel in exactly the same way. And there and, and I do think there were so many different reasons. Uh, like, you might be like, oh, man, like, I really want to go see Captain Marvel. And maybe that was your entry point. Like, my soon-to-be mother-in-law, like, that was, like, her first right. Marvel movie. And yeah. then she went and watched everything. Sure. And so like, I do think you could have entered from a lot of yeah. different ways. And that's how they snowballed this massive audience. But... Still, everybody agrees that they love it. I mean, because, yeah, it's totally possible when you weren't born when Iron Man came out and then you saw Captain Marvel as a 10-year-old and it was, like, your favorite thing. Right. You know? Like, Absolutely. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a huge part of it. But, so, coming back to Captain Marvel, then, yes. why it's so far down on my list is basically just, as I was thinking about them, like, trying to put these things, like... I haven't seen Captain Marvel since theaters. Okay. And it hasn't been one that, like, I have really, like, felt the need to watch. Like, there was a little while my wife still hasn't seen it, or I was like, oh, she kept saying, oh, we should watch it. But then anytime, even I would bring it up, it was just sort of like, she'd be like, nah, not right now. And right. She'd be like, and I wasn't like, no, you really need to. So it just, it seemed like I wasn't prioritizing it. I haven't felt the need to go back and, like, rewatch the whole thing. I, really, I, I should. Uh, but because it didn't call back to me from the beginning of the year, I felt like that was a pretty good indicator of where it fell in my priorities. And, and I understand that, and I think that that's sort of why I come back to sort of my take on, on a lot of these movies was that, like, while, while I think that many of them are very good and there are moments from them that I absolutely love across the board, um, it, it's strange to me how, like, even this year, like, Netflix came out with the movie Klaus. Oh, and I, I wrote I, down honorable mention Klaus. It, it was not even a Disney movie. Not a but Disney movie. It, but we like, didn't review it. Yeah, but it would it would literally be at the top of my list. It 
Yeah, like, it might be the best movie I saw all year. And it's a Christmas movie, but it's also, it's not surprising because it's kind of just the Emperor's New Groove. I know, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Postman's New Groove. The Postman's New Groove. Yeah, no, huh. so... But the, the thing is about Klaus is that, like, we've been going to Christmas parties, and I've been going and, like, seeing all these people, and I, it's like, if there's a lull in the conversation, I'm like, have you seen Klaus yet? Yeah. Like, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. I'll give you my password if you need it. Like, it's super it's, good. It's like, I'm, like, insisting people watch this movie, and that is that is how I think last year I would have felt about, like, Black Panther. Like, when mm. Black Panther came out, it was like, have you seen Black Panther yet? Because you need to see it. It's so good. Uh, it's how I felt about Infinity War. Like, I was, like, yeah. all about it. Like, those were movies that I was, like, they, like, really resonated with me, and I really yeah. loved them. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that sort of to your tune of, like, with Captain Marvel, like, where you weren't, like, reaching, you know, for that, that movie off the shelf. Yeah. That's... I, I would agree with that sentiment. Like, yes. like maybe it's not one that like I've like fallen asleep to or turned on like you know while I'm cleaning a house to have it's like background noise or yeah. whatever. Um, but I felt like Captain Marvel did a couple of things that I really 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 liked. For one, I thought Brie Larson was spectacular. Oh, absolutely. And Brie, like I remember during the previews for it, I was like, I am so worried about this person playing this character. She does not <laughs> seem like she can do it. I mean, you probably remember I was saying oh, like, in the office all the time. I was like, like oh. I do not know how I feel about the casting. Like, what the heck? Yeah. And now I have like the biggest crush on Brie Larson ever. Right. Like, she's like, she's so awesome. Uh, and I thought she absolutely killed it. And the other person that I tend to not like in the the uh, Marvel universe is Nick Fury. D Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. He's one of these characters that like, He's this kind of odd, ominous dude who, like, everybody regards as being this, like, strategic mastermind right. and the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. and, like, he always knows everything and blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, three steps ahead of everyone. And it's, like, yeah, but, like, we don't really know him yeah. at all. So like, it's, like... He's never a main character. Right. He's, so, it, yeah. It, it always felt like this god card that people were playing. It's, like, oh, but Nick Fury. And it's, right. like, oh, I'll accept that he is very powerful, but, like doesn't seem like he would beat a lot of these other people like when it really came down to it right um but like his superpower basically is like you know a strategic insight yeah, like person leadership and right yeah all that um, stuff so what i like <clears throat> about captain marvel is also that you get a lot more out of his character yeah uh which i thought was really cool and, and you do get like a better feel for what his relationship with the avengers is like and how he sort of like started the whole initiative um but i also really loved the scroll twist um, yeah, and that oh, you know, that like, was, yes, that all of a sudden it turns out that like these uh, notorious you know bad guys throughout the entirety of like you know the, the comic runs and stuff uh, are the scroll, and so it's it, like all of a sudden when that wasn't the case, and they were like you know these refugees, it was like what an interesting way to tell the story. It really was, and I will I would recommend people go check out um, the nursing video about the scrolls and how they like they like uh, ch shift where they are based on like the time sure they come out in and like what people are talking about and stuff which was really interesting but yeah i liked that twist a lot because it was like you went in just thinking oh yeah these are the bad guys whatever and then whoop oh big switch right right and then right, you right. had the big nick fury switch as well which sort of comes up again later in far from home and yeah there was I, I did like it a lot um but i do want to go back to it but i just yeah, it hasn't given me the call. Okay, okay, you know no problem. Mean? But, okay, so then what else do we have? We have Far From Home and Endgame, yes. basically. And then I have Frozen 2 significantly higher than you. Right, right, yes. right. Yeah, so you can defend that um, yeah. admirably, I'm sure. Um, so let's, yeah, let's talk Endgame for a second. Let's because talk Endgame. that was, you know, the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. Um, I actually think that the aggregate score, if you were to combine critic rating and 
audience rating into like a, a shared score. I actually think on Rotten Tomatoes for 2019, Avengers Endgame is in the top spot of all movies. Oh wow! Um, I I believe, um, and uh, like between critics and but yeah. critics and audience, and, oh, like okay. it, it is the it is the the most, most shared opinion, yeah, yeah, across both. Interesting, of those, which is pretty crazy. Um, Endgame to me, I thought was spectacular. It does have some of my favorite moments from the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. I mean, you've got. The Tony Stark moment at the end, yep. the I am Iron Man, yep. and the snap, which is just like, I love Robert Downey Jr., I love the snap, I love the moment, I love the twist. The callback. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have Cap. Cap pulling the hammer. Pulling the hammer, which yep. is like one of those moments that I will remember for the just, rest of my oh, life. Oh, me too. The like, cheering in the audience. Right. Oh, so it, fun. It's like, it's perfect, and, and, yeah. and it's so cool, and you're and, and it's like, it's like the question that I think has floated around the internet and ever since Age of Ultron people have been like can he hold the hammer can he not hold the hammer and it was sort of like the way they did it was perffect oh it was it, it, it yeah. was just like in in Thor's reaction where he's like I knew perfect. it like it gave me chills just thinking about it yeah like, yeah. Oh. like that that friendship the camaraderie the the support yeah um it that, was just I think it showed a lot of restraint on Marvel Marvel's part where like at any point in any other movie they could have had this moment sure and they just like waited like nope no, hold that card. We'll get there. We're going to play it, but you really got to wait. Right. And it was like, they did that with the Avengers Assemble line yep. too. And it was just like, oh man, I can't tell you, there have been so many times just this year, or if I'm going to have like a bad day or we're like pulling clips or something, and I'll just like, anytime we have to open Endgame, I'll just like open the scene where everyone's coming through the portals and I'll just like watch it. And it just like improves my mood. Right. Like, I just love it. it on is, your left. Is, yeah, on your left. And then it's just like, oh man, I just love it so much. Right. It's so fun. It's really, it's yeah. really spectacular. Um, but, but, but time travel oh that was your big problem i can't is the get time travel it. i can't get it it was like it was it was like i sighed so hard in the theater when i and it was like and and this is one where maybe now that i'm more acquainted with it and more time passes and i, and I rewatch everything and even knowing like infinity war has been like one of my favorite movies um of all time and maybe now that i know how it ends going back and rewatching infinity war it would be interesting to see like yeah, if the if the mystery isn't there, do I still love everything about it in the same way? Mm -hmm. um, but when that was the explanation, is was time travel? Mm -hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I don't know, because like on the on the same rate though, like the time travel technology is almost less impressive than the drone uh, holograph hologram technology in Far From Home. That's fair. That's like, that's almost like, the the Mysterio technology is almost more fictional than time travel. That's fair. In some ways. That's fair. And, and I will say, so it's interesting with Far From Home too because it is one of the things I love about the movie is the execution of Mysterio as a villain because yeah. Mysterio sort of famously doesn't actually have like powers of any kind. Right. And um, so the way that I thought that they demonstrated how this um, changing of Peter's reality could mm -hmm. be such a powerful thing to use against him. Yeah. It was like, I thought that was very well illustrated. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, he nails it. But you're absolutely right that the animators of that scene and this is not a complaint it is just worth saying is that they were not attempting to like like 
throw little blips or glitches in right. it to, to, to give it a little bit more reality. Right, it's a little too perfect. It's a little too perfect. Like, they, they could have had, like, overlapping frames a little bit or something. Sure. To where, like, the practiced eye could sort of see the mistakes. Mm, it, that would have been interesting it, like it, if, you, if you picked up on it earlier or right. something. Yeah. Especially because the whole thing looks kind of like an acid trip yeah. anyway. Um, oh, the acid trip scene. I get, not really, but you know the one I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. That yeah. one's insane. That was really cool. Like, right. Gets in the get hit by the train. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, that hurt. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, and, and so what I said about Far From Home even while, while we're on that note there um, is that I, I said that I think that this wins for me in a slightly bittersweet way. Um, it was like the movie that I felt like there, I didn't have as nearly as much to complain about, mm-hmm. oh. and so like overall, <laughs> so it, it's the top by default. It's it's sort of, well yes because and, and I think that like you know Endgame like if if there are slightly different things like obviously it's a super strong contender. I mean yeah. and, and I love I love Endgame and and maybe when it came down to it I'd be more inclined if I was just gonna watch a random movie on a Sunday afternoon. It might be the case that I would watch Endgame first mm. over Far From Home. Right. Um, but I really, really, really liked like the Iron Man moments with Peter where, you know, he's like, you know, like putting on the the glove and, you know, like making the suit and Mm -hmm. all that. Um, and, and I'm very, very, very hopeful. I think Tom Holland is like one of my favorite, um, actors in, in the MCU. I'm super hoping that his arc can go as far as they will let it. Oh, I know. Like, um, hey, remember earlier this year when Spider-Man wasn't in the MCU for like a month? Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. <laughs> that resolved itself pretty quickly. It, it did, it did. Yeah. Um, to the but, shock of no one. To the shock of no one. Yeah. But that's that's one where I think that we can literally watch Peter go from being a teenage kid who wants to fight crime yeah. to quite literally being eventually the leader of the Avengers. I think that's what they were kind of setting up. Because, yes. like... When people were, when it came out, people were saying like, "No, this is actually the end of Phase Three, not Endgame." And I was like, oh, "Horse hockey! Right. It's freaking Endgame! It's end is in the title. Like, right. That's the end." But I'm like, the further I get from it, this is when I was like, "No, I see, I get it." Especially if Peter, if they're setting Peter up to be like essentially the next Tony Stark. Right. Like this is a really nice like epilogue, like way to like set you up for Spider Man to be the next like big guy. My only concern. Is that like some sort of legal problems will arise again in the future, and that will prevent Peter from being it'll like make the messaging in this movie like fall a little flat because like oh you were clearly setting him up to be the guy, and then so whoops made a switch. <laughs> someone needs to call me at some point in time and be like, Tom Holland just locked in the contract for like 19 more movies, so like yeah. we're, we're good, we're, we're good. good. He'll be here. He'll just be here. Yeah. You know, because I think he would do it too. I think he loves it. <coughs> like he loves being a part of the universe in the same way that Robert Downey Jr. loves mm-hmm. being a part of the universe. Yeah. Like you know, he might say he's not going to come back. If they give Robert Downey Jr. something to do, he's coming back. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's going to back. He's, he's like, yeah, Doctor Doolittle's fun, but yeah, end up Tony Stark. Real quick. I, I like being Tony. Yeah. I like being Tony. Who yeah. doesn't? Right, right. All right. So um, let me let me defend some Frozen Two then. All right, lay it yeah. on me. Well, one, this is, it could be recency bias, but like I feel like the soundtrack is just like the best soundtrack from a movie this year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I would okay, not disagree right. for a second. I, I think, hang on, can I give my Frozen 2 thought on the soundtrack? Go because for it. I have it right here. Um, okay, so I think that the music is spectacular and it's interesting because I didn't like it as much on the first pass as I think you can like the songs from Frozen on right. the first pass because they aren't as catchy, but that is not a criticism. Oh, it's the, like, yeah. like the songs mm-hmm. age much, much, much better. Like ah. they are songs that like quite literally, I like I drive a big pickup truck 
and like if you catch me in a stoplight and look over, I'm jamming to Frozen you know, Two, the Frozen Two soundtrack. Let's Absolutely, go. yep. Yeah. So no, it's uh, I think I think that, and then you know, kind of scooching in uh, Speechless from. Uh, Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. That's my jams. That's your jams. There so you go. The music is, there's no argument from you whatsoever. The music is yeah. fantastic. The interesting thing, too, about the music is that not only are the in movie songs good, but then, like, the different versions from, like, other artists that I, like, do during the credits and stuff. Yes. Like, typically, I either, I mostly just don't like those versions as much. Sure. But almost, so many people I've talked to have been like, what I think, what I think is crazy is that. They're all just as good. Right. Like, so many, like, you can, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, you might prefer one or the other, but I feel like everyone kind of enjoys listening to both versions. Yes. In a way that is not very common at all. No. So, really good music. And I, I think part of that, what made it so well, is like, especially Into the Unknown, like, Panic at the Disco's version of it is so good. Yeah. But that is, it is not that I don't like Idina Menzel's. Idina Menzel's version yeah. of it either. Yeah. So, and you're right. I think the only one is that I. Jonathan Groff and Weezer, who both sing uh, "Lost in the Woods," yeah, I they sound similar. They to do me. sound. They just doesn't sound like that different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I will I will listen to both without complaint. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the reason maybe I put it just a lot higher was because I felt like Elsa's story in particular, and maybe this is just part of like the season of life I'm in. I felt like it just like really hit me hard. Yeah, like, I just really liked the direction they took and about like all like the self acceptance and like taking the pressure off yourself and stuff. Sure. And yeah, I, I felt like that was just, I don't know, maybe, I can't tell if maybe that's like something I felt like stronger or if this is sort of like a secret thing everyone's always feeling, like they, they're not giving themselves enough no, like I, credit or, I, I think the as I the, the owner of a company and you know, the like having a small growing family, twins on the way, the <laughs> right, amount of responsibility yeah. that you have in your personal life. It's that high I think right now. <laughs> it's high and I think you probably can understand um, the, the character of Elsa in like such a huge way because of the mm -hmm. weight that she feels like is on her shoulders and, right. and yours. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think that, you know, like it, it would be very easy to see a lot of yourself in her character as, as she's going through it. Yeah. Um, the, what is Anna's song? The next right thing. The next right thing. The next right thing. Yeah. That was the song that actually like is, is slowly coming out of the woodwork for me because I think yeah. that that's it's not what, Lost in the Woods anymore. No, I still love Lost in the Woods. <laughs> no, I meant that the song. Never mind. Oh, I we see what it. you're saying. Yeah, that was, <laughs> someone else's. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> um, that was a song, though, that I think the more that I listen to it, the more it's like, like this is this is a, like my bad day anthem. Oh, interesting. Because it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, how do I get back on track? And it's like, you know, just like, let's take it Next. one right thing at a time. Um, there you go. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay. with that. Well, I think, do you want to check out our old rankings? Yes. And how they yes. compare? Let's do it. All right. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> interesting. Okay, so according to the way I ranked the movies as we reviewed them in real time, my number one movie would be Captain Marvel and then Toy Story 4 and then Avengers Endgame. Oh, wow. So I put Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has fallen through the ranks for me. So you're, you're it has not aged well. <laughs> your recency bias has been, has been very much proven. I guess so. Well, except that Endgame is the top. It's still close to the top on both of them. Okay. So, <laughs> so I have 
I have Captain Marvel at top two. Apparently, we just I I don't know. Man, maybe we were just like in a we jolly were really good mood into that it. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or maybe it surprised us. Maybe it I, did. That's I think it. I think that Low there's something. Expectations. Maybe maybe that's mm-hmm. what it was. Because like I said, I was worried about Brie Larson and then loved it. Um, I have Far From Home at two, so that's not that far off. I have Toy Story at three. Oh, so yeah, Toy Story has fallen for both of us. Yes, yeah, that one. That yep. one maybe didn't do so hot over time. Uh, Avengers Endgame, Frozen Two, uh, Star. Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and then Aladdin, Lion King. Yeah, so. I still have Aladdin, Lion King as the bottom. I'll read my whole list just so in case okay, people yep. are curious. I had number one throughout the year would have been Captain Marvel, then Toy Story 4, Avengers Endgame, Frozen 2, Spider-Man Far From Home, The Rise of Skywalker, Aladdin, Lion King. Man. Man. So there so you go. This, this is something, though, that I, I feel like part of what I can see here, and this is something that I've come to know about myself a little bit mm-hmm. as we've started reviewing movies, is I think that my... Uh, Do you think that my recency bias is getting better in that I'm aware of the phenomenon? Right. And so I do think that walking into... That's part of why I wanted to do this. Um, Walking into my reviews, I do think I'm like, okay, did I enjoy it as much as I enjoyed getting to go to the movies with all my friends last night? And it was something I was highly anticipating. And like... You know, like let me let me really try to digest like what I personally took away I think from what, the experience. I think so often when we do the reviews, the theater experience is a big factor. Yes. In terms of like how I like felt about the whole movie versus like how I see the movie sitting by itself on a shelf, like on a pedestal, you know, as its own individual work of art. Like, I feel like my theater review, my theater experience review versus my movie review, it's hard to separate right away. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Although but I wouldn't have said Captain Marvel was like a particularly grand theater experience but whatever <laughs> that, that, that's that's so interesting I, I i don't know i don't know what would have uh what would have spurred on us ranking it so particularly highly other than, other than maybe being pleasantly surprised um uh, because i would say that it probably would have been the it would have been lower on my anticipation for sure uh, uh compared to the rest of these mm, movies where mm. i would have been very anxious to see most of them um, so that's that's pretty fascinating. I do I do think it's interesting that the ones that we consider to be the worst we consider to be, the, be worst the worst then too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That is that's pretty fascinating. So it's I don't know it, it, it's kind of crazy. Um, I think the other thing that I've sort of gone through this year is that like it in no way shape or form bothers me if I have a differing opinion about a movie than somebody else yes it's it's like because I, I think I can more than understand why some movies just mean more to other people than they do to me and like to that end like I, I've heard plenty of people who like The Lion King for example they didn't grow up with the original in the same way right. that we did um, and so for maybe this Lion King was their version yeah and and that's like I, that's an odd phenomenon, like where I think, like growing up, there are plenty of movies that have been made. It'll in be the past. interesting to see it evolve, like where, like if yeah, like, like my kids don't, like if they experience the live action ones first and then they watch the other one and they're like, oh, that's kind of childish. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. or something. Well, it's, <clears throat> yeah. So like for me, um, like the like Star Trek, like I love the most recent run of Star Trek movies, oh, but yeah, yeah. but I bet like Trekkies are like, are you kidding me? Right. Like. Like compared to the originals, like no, no, right. You yeah, know, yeah. and and maybe maybe that's the case. Maybe it isn't. But, <laughs> but I like those because they're the ones that I saw. Like, right. 
So yeah, I don't know. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, um, guys, I am dying to know what your thoughts on all of these are. Or was there anything where you were yelling at the screen because of how we ranked it or where we ranked it? Um, be sure to leave all of your thoughts in the uh, towel section down below. And remember. People might like things for different reasons than you, so let's There's try no to have objectively correct reason let's for our answer. Let's have some quality conversation. We're all here to celebrate our fandoms, right? That's right. That's the point. Celebrate your fandom. Exactly. Yes. Again, guys, don't forget to go and check out Popcorn Culture, our brand new podcast. We have three full episodes that are already live, including uh, an episode zero. So technically four in case you hadn't already caught right. that one. Link is in the description down below. Guys, thanks so much for watching this video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already. And thank you for watching Super Carlin Brothers all year long. This is the last official SCB video of the year, but don't you worry, we will be back in 2020. And if you want to do uh, some more viewing of our content you can check out this playlist right here with all of our reviews from out the year and then uh, this video right here with the top seven unanswered questions from Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker but until next year bye, bye.